Y-O-U universe. So it's like, I like the idea of the interconnectedness and building, again, that ecosystem, that support system that works for you. You might not need 20 friends in your life mm. to succeed. Some people do. But maybe you need just two amazing friends. That's great too. So um, whatever that you feel is needed in your universe and what do you orbit around. Hello, I'm Aisa, your host for Seek to Speak's podcast. On this episode, we have the inspirational Iza Islan, where she talks all about self-discovery, inclusivity, and community. She's also the host of the Gang Goddess podcast, and if you're listening to this, you're probably really into audio media, so I have a treat for you. I would like to introduce all of you to another amazing local podcaster, Epic Arcade, a weekly podcast hosted by these hilarious and relatable boys who are also men, who are also friends, who are called Kelvin Tay, Jeff Kasim, and Afik Kamaruddin. And this podcast revolves around the gaming universe, general geekery, and tech stuff. It is a podcast powered and produced by Renegade Radio, a local podcast network dedicated to producing the best work that Malaysia has to offer. Surprised that we have such a thing? Well, don't be. There's a lot of us just waiting to be explored. So stay until the break to listen to an awesome promo of their podcast and then check out their episodes on all the major podcast platforms. They've been around since 2019, so you have so much content to choose from. Lucky you! Speaking of local podcasters, don't forget to support us by subscribing and leaving reviews so that more people like you can find more people like us. Seek to Speak and Epic Arcade thanks you. Now without further ado, this is episode 6. Hi everyone, welcome to Seek to Speak's podcast, the podcast which aims to power expression, spark speeches, and instigate ideas. Today, we have a very special guest, the Executive Director of the NGO, Pertubuhan Pembangunan Kendiri Wanita dan Gadis, or in short, Women Girls. She is also the founder and host of the Gang Gadis podcast, the podcast on personal growth and period education, and is also an award-winning broadcast journalist and news anchor at Malaysia's number one news channel, Astro Awani, where she previously worked. Iza is a great example of how communication and interpersonal skills can not only progress your studies as well as your career, but also uplift communities and forward a cause. I am a huge fan of her work. And Thank I have you. A huge girl crush on you. So <laughs> I'm so grateful that you agreed to be here today. Thank Welcome you. To the show. Thank you for having me. Okay, so after graduating UITM with a University Technology Mara with a degree in education, you went on to become a broadcast journalist with Astro Awani for seven years. That's quite a big jump from education <laughs> to media, especially on such a huge platform, you know, national TV. How did that opportunity come about? Actually, going back into my final year at UITM, there was this career fair, I think. Um, oh, oh, sorry, career talk. I see. So they had at that time um, the uh, editor in chief of Astro Awani at that time, uh, Swami Sulaiman. So he came to give a talk to like final year students at UITM lah. So I I I, I attended and then um, he, I think there was like an activity or a challenge uh, where people had to volunteer on stage and like like he was giving us some funny um, 
things to do lah. So basically, three of us had to come on stage, okay. and yeah, and then he will give like different scenarios where you had to pretend like you're a reporter and then kind of report. On the oh, things, that's so cool. yeah, it's like the best career talk I've ever. <laughs> exactly, so it was so fun. I I didn't even sleep, and then, uh, you know lah, how our friends usually are, and then yeah. they kind of like volunteered on my behalf, like Isa, Isa, Isa. So I was like, and then he's like, okay, Isa, meh. So um, the three of us were there. So each person had like a scenario. One person was supposed to cover like a, I think a rape case. Another person was like, uh, there was a fire or something like, uh, an accident. I and see. then I had the one uh, with the house on fire, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't have time to prepare. Like he gave us, I think one minute to just think about it. And then uh, we wow, had... that's all. Yeah. It was very spontaneous. And then he's like, okay, now pretend you're a journalist and you're... Um, doing a live cross to the studio. So we had to do it and I was just like, you know, doing it in jest. Um, at the end of it, he was like, hey, I think you've got something. Like, uh, you asked the right questions, you, 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 like you covered um, the right information in your in your um, report, so that's uh, huge for a third year student for an editor to tell I, you that. I was like, whoa, okay, I didn't know, I didn't even think that that was like um, something I wanted to pursue. Um, having said that, I think I grew up with it as well because my dad used to be a sports journalist. Oh, really? Yeah, like when he was way younger. <laughs> he was really into sports. Um, so he write about football and things like that. So um, I have followed him before. Um, but I never really wanted to be like on TV or I because I, I, I knew the kind of I knew the perks and perils of, of mm. you know, broadcasting. So I'm like, okay, do one lah. But then he said that. So I was like, okay lah, whatever. And then he added me on Facebook. We, we added each other on Facebook. And then um, he always like regularly like Checks asked. Up on you. Yeah, he's like, so where are you working now? Um, and then are you interested to pursue? And I was like, um, nah, not this moment. So I went on to do those things that I did. Oh. Yeah, I was teaching. I was at, at market research. This is while you were still studying. Yeah. So, wow, that's... Yeah, and then somewhere, when I was at the market research um, company, uh, I graduated officially. And then at that point, I was like, oh, I I, I liked... Um, doing advertisements because mm. we test advertisements on consumers so I thought like oh this is the creative side of, of that so I, I, I pursued that with a with a advertising agency uh, with a client um, and then <laughs> I was like oh my god this is TMI but basically I was like how do you say this? I how think you... like physically abused. Oh no! Yeah, I know th- this is taking a turn now, but oh, like yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> um, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. If you're uncomfortable, we can cut it out. Honestly, yeah. Later. But basically, um, well, she was a woman. Not nothing sexual, whatever. Um, it's just that uh, she was a bit weird and it's like verbally abusive or like physically. Abusive? Physically. So sometimes, like if things don't go her way, she will throw like staplers. Oh my god! I know, right? I'm and I'm not supposed to laugh because it's like horrible. But thinking back, oh my god, crazy! Yeah, what it's people do. I mean, it's I heard, bizarre. I heard that the industry is cutthroat, lah. It I is. Mean, but I, I haven't heard physical harm. Yeah. being like. <laughs> A threat in the job description. Yes, and I wasn't the only person who kena. Like my other colleague, point kena as well. Um, so we were always discussing. Hey, that's so bad, lah. Is this normal? Like I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't normalize it. And at a time, you know, you're like young, and you're like, yeah, oh, she's the boss. So there was one time, she threw 
a puncher she threw a punch but tak kena me and I was like I was looking behind I was like eh mana dia and then suddenly I turned back she's in front of me and she took a rubber band and it hit my eye oh my god so cut story short um, oh my god I make a police report man that she's a threat <laughs> yeah. to the society <laughs> and then we reported to like the CEO yeah. of the agency and then um, they took the case seriously they talked to us because it was me and my friend my colleague and then um, they spoke to us and then they kind of like tried to find a middle ground but to me um, I didn't want a middle ground because what they did was just that they removed us from her team but she's still but she's still there doing yeah. what she does so like I mean she, she didn't get suspended or anything no so that's why I was like ah, oh, okay lah this is an ultimatum like I I resigned so my ex-colleague Tupun resigned juga um, and then she went on to do amazing stuff she opened like a hiking company which is wow. so great yeah I know yeah. I'm like oh my god if this, this didn't happen like we like wouldn't she have she wouldn't have <laughs> no that's that's the thing people always tell you your first job you gotta stay you know stay at least six months or a year I think that's ridiculous advice if you are like abused in that way like yeah, you should leave yeah just leave yeah find justice if you didn't find justice and like leave I mean the world's your oyster especially at that age can. Yeah. so she went on um and I pula, I think I updated something on my Facebook, you know, like a status. And then um, Mrs. Huaymi saw it and he said, okay, maybe it's time that you come and work <laughs> with me. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm out of job. Let's do it. So that's when... So it's just a coincidence. It is. So um, he's always been there. Like mm-hmm. he knew, honestly, I have to give it to him because he was the one who really, truly believed in me even before I did um, towards myself. So I joined and then it was like, Three, he didn't say I was supposed to be on TV or whatever. It was just like, okay, you're a journalist and then you have to go on ground and like cover stories. Mm. Okay, and then three weeks in, he's like, okay, go for your first mock run. And then if you're good, then you're going live. <gasps> three weeks in? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Do you remember your first time? I Pause remember. Me. I was so bad. <laughs> that, that can't be true. I've seen you. And I don't know, news anchors, especially female news anchors, they just always look so poised and presentable, articulate. And you're you're the same. Like, oh my god, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. So my first time was horrible. Um, I didn't tell anybody, not even my parents. Oh my god. <laughs> because I didn't want anybody to watch me. One person saw me. Because, I know that one person saw me. Lah, because he tweeted to me. Oh, okay. He's like, kenapa baca laju sangat or something. <laughs> Thanks for the support, dude. <laughs> Honestly, I remember his name. I mean, at least his tweet handle. I remember his tweet handle. Uh, so I, it's some rando. Oh uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know this guy, but um, honestly, I have him to thank for as well because every single time I read, he will comment. And at first, it was all negative. <gasps> Seriously? Yeah, it's like baju ni tak sesuai lah dengan you. The things like that, yeah. And then I was like, okay, I can either take this negatively or like you know because he took the time to tweet me and took the time to kind of like watch, I suppose. So I'm like, okay, let's take some of the feedback, you know? Oh, that's really, really big on yeah. you because that's what people are afraid of, like negative feedback. Yeah, so how like, did you turn it into a positive? I think because I, I always find like the humor side of things. So I always just laugh at myself. Like I looked back and I was like, oh my God, yeah, I was talking so fast. And then, so I took his feedback. I started reading slower and then... um paced myself and then there was one time um, 
uh, he, I think somebody said like my voice sounded like a man's voice or something. Yeah, oh because I have like goodness. a deep. Yeah. Oh, you have you have a superpower. A deep voice is Dude. like an asset, not honestly. I was like. Ride. Wow. Okay, this hurts, but you know what? Whatever. I'm just gonna like hone this and make it mine, lah. So okay, I just I just bought. So um, every time before I read the news, pun um, one of my exercise pun I bought macam I try to make it uh, a bit more base. Okay. Because I think um, when you have a base, this is my personal view, lah. Mm. If you have a base, base voice, um, people tend to believe you more. No, I I completely. When you say bass, you mean like a low voice. Ah, so it's like grounded. Yeah, and absolutely. Macam, oh, I sh- I totally trust this girl. But yeah, I like, tahu oh, apa. like Obama, like yeah. like you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. instead of I'm like, oh, I'm so hurt. Like, how dare you say that about my voice? I'm like, you know what? Tapu. I just I just take take it in my stride and I improve. And lama lama, this this guy. <laughs> I still remember him. Um. This guy, he he started tweeting positive stuff. Tau, dia macam, oh baju uh, ceria hari ni baju ni ah, uh. and then he will say, um, oh hari ni bagus, and then double thumbs up. Really? Uh. Oh, this is so the benchmark is yes. now this guy. Do you? Okay, who is this guy on Twitter? Like, do um, you know I don't know if I'm supposed, but I I remember it's at Amri Matahari. Okay, well, thank you, whoever Thanks, Amri. Yeah. I mean, it could have been nicer, yeah. but um, more constructive, but. Yeah, and then, and then he became like, in a way, my supporter. Every single year, Raya, he would give a Raya card. Seriously? Yeah. So, macam, I managed to turn him into a fan, I suppose. Or like someone who just like, okay, I see her improve. Like, That's he's incredible. been there since day one, yeah. Yeah, you turn yeah you turn an enemy into like a yeah. fan. That's that's absolutely so right. So to me, that's just the approach um, in life. I suppose if someone's like you know you feel like they're against you or much um they're a bit negative towards you, like how do you change that? How yeah. do you you know meet in the middle? Maybe there's something right about what he or she is saying. Ah, salut macam tu. You find the grain of truth in that and take yeah. away all the personal attack if there were any so like uh, moving on from that part of your life you already knew that you were very interested in women issues so after you completed your masters in UCL which is University College London uh, you did a masters in education and international development as a shivening scholar shivening scholar am I pronouncing it right <laughs> I've I have no idea. <laughs> I think she been in court. Okay. After that, you actually switched career path. You went into um, NGO, non-profit full-time. You are the executive director of Women Girls. Can you tell me a little bit about the work that you do uh, with Women Girls? Sure. Um, so Women Girls um, is a non-profit organization. So it... Um, the organization conducts um, various different programs. Basically, um, our goal is to help shape women and also girls to become role models in their community. So because we understand that um, it's so hard for one person to make a change yeah. um, in the world. So what the idea behind Women Girls is that you inspire one woman or you inspire one girl 
to inspire others. other women in their communities. So that's why our programming's focus on macam uh, building resilience. Um, oh, that's really important. Yeah, um, confidence. Um, you know, like whether you're a business owner, you're a student, you're a single mom, tak kisahlah whatever it is that you're facing, uh, what kind of challenges that you face in your life pun, um, you have that courage to be the best version of yourself and to inspire others with your stories. Uh, so that's the spirit of Women Girls. Yeah, w- what I really like about what you do is that you don't just, um, I guess it's in the name Women Girls, mm-hmm. you don't just concentrate on young girls, you concentrate on mothers, you concentrate on like even working professionals because like, I, I think to a certain extent, we all unfortunately face a bit of imposter syndrome as well. So it's always good to be inspired. I mean, I'm inspired by you as well. Thank you. So um, with the work that you do um, and with all of the programs that you have, what do you think is the biggest issues that the girls f- in Malaysia face nowadays when it comes to fulfilling or reaching their full potential? Mm, that's a great question because I feel like um, regardless of where you are in mm. the in the community so uh, you know there are some people which um okay we want to help before teacher or we want to help uh school dropouts um at women girls we don't kind of like identify in that way because we believe that even if like i look at you like you look fine look great like you look like someone who has a career <laughs> but i don't know what's going on in your life mm, maybe true. like you look like you're smiling and you're happy but how much when you go home like you know something's happening with with your partner yeah. we don't no, yeah, true, in your true. family with your children things like that so um, who are we to kind of like segmentize them um, oh, whether yeah, they're or exclude or exclude from exactly. your work yeah um, because that's why we don't say much like, oh like um, we help people um, apa ni yang underprivileged uh, we, we don't I personally you, don't you do yeah. but you also open it up yes. right I mean you're, you're also I think the one thing that really differentiates you from other NGOs is that you continuously try to also include men in the fold. Exactly. Like you're big on allyship. Um, so this is really great that you do you do that. Um, so when it comes to all of the programs that you do, uh, how do you choose to empower them? Like what kind of uh, initiatives when you talked about confidence and things like that, uh, what do your programs seek to do with them? Mm, so we... Um, have a lot of programs um, that tries to tackle different pockets of um, people in the community. So the, at the heart of it, it's women-centric or girl-centric mm. issue. For example, macam last year, we did um, a breast cancer awareness. So we understand that women are generally aware that they are prone to getting, um, you know, breast cancer. They know, especially if they hit like 30 onwards, they are like, okay, I'm, I'm aware. And then they start going for checkups and mm. things like that. Young ta aware are the younger women, and we see increasingly younger women getting um, uh, an increased number of uh, an increased percentage of um, getting uh, breast cancer. Yeah. So, and when we talk to like survivors, um, I think what's lacking is the support. The support system and what the what the kind of support system that they have is like amongst other survivors of breast cancer. So I, wouldn't it be cool if like your husband is your number one cheerleader or your kids yeah, or even, even though they may not have to go through the exactly. same experience, right? Exactly. So what we did was last year we included the men and the boys, the, like the people in the household, basically. So like the family. So um, we did it during Mother's Day. 
Uh, breast cancer awareness so macam kononnya it's like to celebrate your mom by being there with her when she goes through the checkups so the rule is that you cannot come alone as a woman you cannot come alone you have to come with somebody oh that's yeah. such a powerful thing so it's just something as simple as that you tak perlu nak macam okay we we want men to you don't have to like say things like that or macam okay we want to make it clear that men gonna gonna involve eh tak tak perlu you just like macam okay syarat dia you kena bawa seseorang daripada keluarga you anak you ke your son your daughter mm-hmm. or your dad your mom siapa-siapa lah your husband bawa so that's what he did and it was so amazing like the kind of camaraderie and then macam the guys datang yang macam lelaki boleh ke buat dek ah boleh sebab lelaki pun dapat breast cancer yeah. kan and then dia macam ah okay 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 and then ajak the gang surau so, oh that's incredible <laughs> eh you can eh you can buat tau eh kau kena buat tau lelaki pun kena. and then so like they they supported <laughs> they each other they didn't even really know they didn't know yeah. they thought women je kena yeah so um Uh, so because like you have to kind of wait for your turn to do the mm. the checks uh, mammogram too um whilst they wait we did some games like card games so it's like um you know that uh we are not really strangers on instagram oh okay uh, ataupun if you go to like bands ke plan b i think they have like the, oh, the cards, cards. Yeah, yeah. yeah like a cues exactly verbal cues yeah. so we did that but Um, leaning towards breast cancer awareness and like family relationship so like they will pick a card and a doctor is present eh, at that time so the, the the doctor will help them play the game oh uh, so so it's educational educational well. yeah, yeah. so anak you could cheat kan like 5 years old 6 years old we want them to be aware of this potential you know threat to the family so they'll play the card and then sometimes we ask like okay siapa paling pandai masak dalam rumah So, so they talk lah and then oh, ayah oh ma or whatever okay so kalau sakit kat rumah siapa yang jaga Ah, uh, so you know oh, oh mak jaga oh kalau mak sakit siapa jaga Ah, uh, so we want to ease Start that challenging exactly those roles Ah, uh, so macam oh mak sakit ayah lah jaga oh kamu tak jaga Ah, uh, and then macam ah, tak tahu jaga oh kenapa macam, saya kan budak mana boleh jaga you know like so like <laughs> you encourage them to eh boleh lah Ah, yeah, boleh yeah. Uh, you and know for them to think about it you know exactly so It's it's trying to assist them in building an ecosystem. Mm. Uh, so something like that. So, but kita tak boleh cakap. Okay, I want you to be a role model to your community. How do you do that? Yeah, where do so you start? So that's the f- sole purpose of our NGO to assist that kind of ecosystem that you can be the greatest that you can be. Oh my god! And I also love the fact that you're sort of melding the two things that you were also quite passionate about. You know, health and women issues. And I think when it comes to women, we also always feel hesitant to ask for help, especially if it's things that are considered women yes. issues. Like if I have a, a breast cancer checkup, I'm not going to say I'm scared. Can you come with me? Because you're like, oh, it's like period. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to tell my husband about it. So it's good that you. Make it a requirement for them to open up this kind of conversations. Hello, Tajaha, Apakabar Samoa. We are the team behind Epic Arcade, a weekly gaming news podcast that brings you up to speed of all things gaming by the week. If you're into video games, tech, comics, or all things nerdy, come join us every Monday at 12 noon on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just an FYI, we are starting our own YouTube channel too, so learn more by searching our handle on any social media at Epic Arcade Pod. That's Epic Arcade Pod. Now back to the Seek to Speak podcast with your host Aisa. You know, Gang Gadis is a podcast Ooh. you created and host dedicated to covering the growing pains of girlhood to womanhood and the exploration of personal growth in this modern era. 
I know that you're quite big on sisterhood. So like in episode one, you talked about how you and your friends <laughs> yeah, my started neighbors. A, a GGC Great Girls Club. Yes. <laughs> so why do you think creating a community of women who support each other very important? Mm, like get is, people to inspire each other. Yeah, that's... I guess you put it in a nutshell in your question. Um, that's why if you see like at Ganga Days, um, one of the tagline is universe, uh, Y-O-U, universe. So it's like, I like the idea of the interconnectedness and building, again, that ecosystem, that support system that works for you. You might not need 20 friends in your life mm. to succeed. Some people do. But maybe you need just two amazing friends. That's great too. So um, whatever that you feel is needed in your universe and what do you orbit around, you know, um, and then having the different planets. Essentially, that's like different people in your life. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that analogy. Yeah. And and we and um because we we talk about like period education as well. And the moon is literally the moons. Oh yeah, that's yeah. true. So um, you know, Datambulan and like how how you change like physically and emotionally because of the hormonal changes in your body, and that's all biological, it's not your fault. Put. So like the different changes that you go through just monthly on a like on a month to month basis, um, and having all these planet orbits around you. So macam benda tu you need to discover. And if you don't know who you are, how do you know what you need? Mm, to so be true. the best version. So that's why I selalu macam, okay, let's talk about you. And the topics that I uh, like aim to talk about in my podcast point, it's about personal growth. Because if you don't know yourself, then you don't know what you want. And then like on a higher level is like when, okay, so um, this is about like reproductive health juga mm. and sexual mm. education juga. So when it comes down to it, that when you feel like, okay, I'm, I think I'm ready for sex. And yeah. then you have a partner or you have a boyfriend. Kind. Macam, but Who do you talk to? Exactly. Like, what do you and do? Macam, you think you're ready and then bila when you start holding hands, you macam, oh my God, I'm not ready. Mm. If you don't know what you like, what you don't like, how are you going to then, on a deeper level, say no? No. You yeah, yeah. Because you want to talk about consent, the concept of consent. You want to talk about sexual harassment, um, being able to say no, being able to say yes, being able to say I want more of that mm. or I want less of that. You know, if you're married, for example, and you have to have sex because that's part of your marriage, right? I mean, that's not the only thing that's important, but... You will face these issues. Yes, you will face these issues. Kalau you're such a, oh, that's my husband, I need to please him. Takpelah. Like, I, I, the orgasm put is fine. How, like, again, if we don't talk about these basic things, these basic needs, what you like, what you don't like, what you're into, what you're not into, how then are you going to face your husband or your partner, whoever that is, or your wife? Mm. You know, I, I like this. I like it when you do it like this. Or I don't like it. Mm. So do you think, like, having a lot of this I think having a lot of these conversations normalize or takes away the stigma from having that conversation. And I really like the idea that when you know what you want and when you know what you don't like, you are able to say no. Exactly. I think one of the hardest things for us to like do as women is mm. to say no to things, especially when you have like you feel obligated or when you have feelings uh, and things like that. And actually, I. I I'm going to skip a bit and I want to talk about this, you know. Mm. 
Um, you are always a proponent of like talking about issues that may be unpopular, maybe things that are uncomfortable, but they are necessary conversations to have so that other people can listen to you as a bigger sister and realize that this is something that sh- they should think about. Hmm. You know, you you never shy away from interviews. You were recently featured in The Star and The Sun Daily on Women Empowerment and this issue of consent. You also concluded a talk with Nadi Center on sexual harassment. You know, if you're not being interviewed by people, you're actively giving out your views and speaking out about inequalities and injustices. Episode 2 itself mm. on Gang Goddess was all about Black Lives Matter movement and the controversial statements made by the former Miss Universe Malaysia. Why do you think it's so important to continuously speak up on this issue? And does this type of advocacy come very easily for you? Mm, I don't think so. Um, coming back to knowing who you are, um, honestly, doing Gang Goddess is not just I guess selfishly it's to understand myself too and my husband um, knows this he knows how it has kept me awake at night not knowing my why mm. it sounds so simple macam okay like you can sleep and then tomorrow wake up you think about your purpose like why do you want it <laughs> but you know that feeling that heaviness in your heart like like what is it that shakes me to my core what is it that that you know that i want to fight for yeah. in my w- in my waking hours you know so i think i recently just found it macam i think 2017 so masa tu i macam okay consciously start making little shifts so i inch closer to my calling so sebab tu i macam okay let's apply for the scholarship okay let's go there and see the you know survey what they're doing so although i'm studying like education and international development but it wasn't just the thing that i did like i went out i go to like the different clubs and societies meet different people go to all the talks and all this like um, women empowerment programs and events, whatever, and they're mostly free. So I just go and get to know people. So research, lah, basically. So that's why I felt really comfortable coming back, working in this NGO, because at that point, I'm a chum. You're already doing field work. Yes. So I'm a chum. Okay, okay, okay. So day by day, I, I take one step closer to my calling, in a sense. So um, the advocacy part, it's not really something that I might jump, okay, I want to, you know, like, I want to talk about this and, you know, be on headlines. No, not really, honestly. It's just like, now I know what I believe in and I know my principles. And here's the thing. I am, I'm married. I don't have kids. But if I do, what kind of world do I want to bring them into? I have no idea about... I think um, I haven't fully explored myself even. So if they ask me questions about God, about sexuality, am I prepared to answer all Mm. these things? So that's why I'm starting to build this, uh, again, this ecosystem, this universe. I rest like, if I have a girl, if I have a boy, when I have kids, or like imaginary kids who are out there already, (laughs) you know, um, uh, or younger sisters and brothers out there. Um, this is the kind of platform I want them to be on and to understand more about themselves. In terms of advocacy, I think it will come to you when especially there's no one else talking about something. You so, feel compelled, like you have yeah. to talk about it. So if like if there are 
a million people talking about it, chances are like nobody's going to ask me anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if there's 10, then much yeah, okay, yeah, we yeah. need more people to talk about yeah, this. Yeah. Uh. That's true. That's true. Um, and I love the fact that um, it it came to you slowly and suddenly it's something that you probably couldn't ignore. And maybe that's why the shift was so... I would. I don't know if it was it easy or not for you, but it came naturally, because it was an extension of yourself mm-hmm. and what you believed in. So, and I really admire the fact that that's something that you really want to promote when it comes to Gengar. Is it's not just about the people around you, but internally also. Not to say you have to fix yourself, but people don't really stop to think about what they like. I mean, they just you know they work. They don't think about what what's 10 years down the line uh, what do you want to do with your life exactly yeah so like as a director of a non-profit and even as a journalist a big part of your job is dedicated to meeting and connecting with a diverse group of people and hearing your story the fact that one small connection that you had in your third year made your a big part of your life seven years and uh, got you that award so, like, even in your interview with Cleo, where you were named Cleo's hotshot of 2019, you also spoke about ensuring that the partnerships with the supporters of your NGO remain healthy. But a lot of people, and even me, actually find meeting new people very daunting and networking especially extremely scary. Like, even approaching you, even though I'm a huge fan, I've been following <laughs> you, I've been researching about you, it was difficult for me to send that that email. email. <laughs> That's a perfect email, by the way, guys. <laughs> hours and hours of time spent on three lines, okay? But why is it so important to meet new people? Why should we establish these lasting connections? And what are some simple steps that you do to make networking very approachable? Mm, that's great. That's a really great question. Um, I feel like mo- people want to know more people. Um, just, I mean, we are social creatures mm-hmm. anyway. Um, and but there are different kinds of temperaments. Uh, there are different kinds of personalities and characteristics out there. And you, if you are an introvert, then it's fine. You don't have to change yourself. And say, okay, I need to be an extrovert. I feel like I am an extrovert generally, but I'm very reserved. So when I talk to people, I tend to ask all the questions, but. I touch share sangat pasal diri I. That's what I noticed lah. And then in the end, I'm like, okay, I have so many takeaways from that person. That person know nothing about me. <laughs> Betul. And then sometimes I'm like, hey, do you remember? Because I obviously remember that person yeah, because yeah. I have so much information about that person. And uh, okay, where did we meet? Huh? That person didn't even remember me. So I'm like, ah, okay, this is not an equal mm. um, networking then. So so you need to aim to start talking about yourself juga, which is the most... So hard. It's actually. the hardest it's thing, so right? It's so hard. You feel like showing off. I, I don't know. Yes. Like, <laughs> it, it comes so easily to a lot of people and it comes so easily to uh, a lot of men, actually. But women, uh, yes. we find it's so hard. I don't know. Like, what, what, what do you say to girls when they have difficulties talking about themselves, taking up space, basically, mm-hmm. uh, to talk about them? I feel like um, a lot of girls also, much um, maybe they're shyer, shyer than mm. you know the, uh, the opposite sex. Um, I don't know because um, different people have different ways of connecting. But the key thing here is to remember that you don't have to have ten phone numbers by the end of a networking session. Um, you just have to build a super good relationship and um, connection with one person. That's the most important thing. So for me. 
Um, I don't beat myself up if I go to an event and I, I don't say hi to anybody. Um, sorry. <laughs> if people think like I'm sombong ka kan, because sometimes I just don't feel like I'm comfortable and I don't want to be fake. You know what I mean? Um, although, you know, there is a saying that you have to fake it till you make it. Yeah, I get it. But um, sometimes if I'm not in the mood, ke, I just want, I really want to go to the event for that event. I don't feel like talking to anybody. I'll just sit in my corner. But if someone, like one person comes up to me and just like, hi, my name is so-and-so, then I talk to that person. And, you know... So that works, right? When people yeah. come up to you... Then I'm you, in- okay. Yeah. But for you to reach out to people... So do what feels natural to you because usually the extroverts will will re- love yeah, talking. They will they will come to you, they will talk to you, they will say hi first. So so let them be. Um that's where they flourish. Mm. So if you're an introvert, you much are okay to talk, but you won't make the first move, then it's okay, just chill. Um just 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 be you. You don't have to change anything. But um I also now increasingly uh, because my time is very limited. Um, I am not busy, just occupied. Um, I see the kind of event and generally I try to see like who's going to be there. Um, anybody in, of interesting um, nature, I maybe might help in my um, career or my personal life. Mm. Um, what I do now is like, I like to collect mentors. Mm. Mentors tu tak semestinya macam that person is like way older than you and are successful ke benda. They can be younger than you, they can be in different fields like an e-gamer ke or like a gymnast or like someone who has started her own business ke his own business ke whatever. But I like to collect mentors. Yeah, macam, oh my god, like I love this guy. Like he did something amazing. Wait, he started like a startup whatever. So I made it a point, I, like, I will make it a point to go to that event and say hi to that person. At least that's one. Uh, so macam, okay, if I get one person macam, to talk to me for 10 minutes and that's a fruitful conversation, conversation, I feel like that's a success already. Another thing, I feel like we don't hang out with people outside of our generation. <gasps> yes. You kind. are so, I am, I, I, I'm sorry, I am a victim of that as well. <laughs> I don't, I, I should, I don't. <laughs> Like, dude, just go the extreme way. Find someone who's sixty years old. Find someone who's like eight years old. Like, literally, hang out with these people. Like, who are from diff- vast different generations from yours. You will learn so much more. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, with a lot of people nowadays, and I, I, I also do this. It's like you think, you know, this okay boomer generation of like, no, I'm progressive. I'm liberal. I know my rights. I don't want to talk about to you about <laughs> it because whatever you think is backward. But actually there must be a reason that a large majority I would say majority of people still feel this way about certain issues be it women's issue any type of issue especially and they are driven by their the way that they were brought up or their religion and it's important to also take their views into yes. account yes and, and and my tip <laughs> this is my personal tip and it has worked 100% um, <laughs> in dealing with like boomers or yeah, like, how, how or, do you talk or, to them like so if if you feel like ah okay I don't agree with what you say so um depending on like the kind of situations of course sometimes you have the right to to correct them also um but in general if I malas na gado because obviously they're like you know in our culture pun they're elderly and you know, mm. you know you don't want to be rude sometimes they're close family exactly yeah. so you just macam you again that student mentality tu tapi macam you macam uh, kenapa budak-budak sekarang ni? And then you just like, oh, eh, 
oh Allah ah uh, literally I selalu macam oh eh ah like and it has worked and then it will die there and then macam <laughs> yeah so far macam whoever tak kisah lah siapa-siapa like if you like um you know like you go to a meeting mm. and then you talk so much, you just assume that role of okay I don't know much tak apa like you don't have to be ego kapa pun I don't know much oh but how come eh ah you tanya je how come eh oh okay interesting and then And then sometimes they will feel guilty. They're like, um, but w- what do you think? <laughs> ah, so then, ah, then you check out lah. Oh, I think, yeah, you're right. But my opinion, I rasa, ah, then you check out. Instead ah. of taking like an adversarial like stance, so you want to, also, you don't have to convince everyone. Exactly. It's exactly. Like, That's my point. Yeah. Pick your battles. Yeah. You can let them at least be open to the idea of these other points of view. Yeah, because kalau you macam harsh from the beginning and you're hostile, they're not going to listen to you even more. So you terima je dulu, you absorb and then they're like, oh, but what do you think? Tak tahu lah, budak-budak sekarang macam mana eh? Ah, then you jawab. Ah, so then you, then they will listen. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at how old they are, you're talking about 60 years of thinking this way. They are not going to change their mind simply because you have a difficult conversation with them. But if you always have this conversation with them and it's easy for them to have also, then they, you know, yeah. it may it may change. But I I love, I, I completely agree with you. I think far too many people are too arrogant with what they think they know and what they think they're sure of. But uh, I think we are all becoming a better versions of ourselves. So we must always be willing to learn. So uh, I always end the episode with asking our guests like why they seek to speak or Oof. yeah. So Isa, why do you do what you do and why do you constantly seek to speak? Mm, I think our voice is our privilege. Um, not voice literally, but yeah, literally and metaphorically. So something as simple as ah, you know, <laughs> can help you. Yeah. Um, we, you know, uh, in a situation where you're about to be raped, mm. you know, just by just by screaming ah, someone might hear you and you know the the rapist macam tak jadi nak rape you. So something as simple as that. Um, I always tell people that uh, you should use your voice, whatever it is. So if you're good in writing, that's your voice. The pen is your voice. So if you're good with public speaking, then that's your voice, obviously. Um, whatever medium, yeah, whatever medium you choose as your voice, use it. Don't be quiet because um, you don't know if you have something compelling to say. Um, and another key to using your voice is to listen because when there are so many voices out there who's listening mm, if everyone's so using their voice and everyone's talking everyone's saying something but who's listening you know so I think I would say listen first then speak once you have listened intently um, then you know the right things to say oh I love that you you have to continuously listen educate yourself and then be open to I guess educating us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks on this for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Hello again. Thank you for staying to the end of the show. Congratulations. You have my gratitude. <laughs> But I just wanted to t- tell everyone that this show is 
a part of or an extension of seektospeak.com, which is a website and blog dedicated to providing accessible public speaking resources to the casual and competitive speaker. So if you want to know more about how to speak well or how to be a great speaker, head on over to seektospeak.com and don't forget to check out Epic Arcade's social that is E-P-I-C-A-R-C-A-D-E-P-O-D. Find them... Don't know why I needed to spell that for you. I'm pretty sure that you know how to spell. But, you know, just in case. Anyways, I hope you're excitedly awaiting Seek to Speak's next episode or excitedly going to be checking out all the other local podcasters that we have here in Malaysia. But until next time, I will talk to you soon. Bye!